the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. start Mondays with um, Chicago shooting report, but yeah, hey, it was the under this weekend. There were only 46. Only 46, only 11, right? I mean, these are good numbers when you're used to the uh, the normal numbers produced from that utopia of Democrat policies, also known as the sewer of Chicago. I actually ventured into Chicago Saturday. I was um, doing, I was going to be the master of ceremony for Venetian night for the Italian American Humane Relations Foundation. And, uh, it was raining. I did get to meet a couple of listeners. I was shocked the amount of people that came out in bad weather. But the good news of bad weather is that there were only 46 people shot. I guess that's right. That's the standard acceptance now is that when the weather is bad, shootings are low and we have to kind of live under that kind of the way in which wars have been fought in third world countries. And, you know, 46 and, 11. I guess these are acceptable when Democrats are in charge. And um, we've gotten used to that. Those are the that is the the problem with getting used to failure. It doesn't seem so bad, even when uh, it should be viewed as terrible. But I did go eat in um, the city of Chicago. And that is the first time I went to dinner in the city of Chicago in years. And I went to a wonderful restaurant. I'll tell you, it was packed. Um, it was a wonderful section of the city. It was uh, just north of the river on Clark. It was a restaurant called, I believe it was called The Smith. And young waiter, nice kid. And, you know, as we're sitting there, I just keep going over. It just still astonishes me that the city of Chicago not only has its own sales tax of 1.25%. It's a restaurant tax of 11.75%. It's just, it ruins the whole experience when you factor in the state tax, the, the state sales tax, six and a quarter, the county sales tax at 175. And you realize you're paying 21 ta- 21% in taxes on the steak, on the drinks, whatever the case is. And that you have to go there with your uh, carjacking wallet. That's what I did. I didn't take my wallet. Put a couple bucks in my pocket, and one credit card, two guns, and that's how you go to the city. Prepared to hand over your keys. Told the uh, missus, don't take your purse. Don't take a purse. Just be ready to abandon ship. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but I was told by someone in the restaurant to uh, make sure I'm out of the city at 1030. So I guess that's the curfew officially to uh, where you don't want to get carjacked. So that's the good news. Then you wake up on Sunday, and then you see the bad news. Republicans sitting Congress people. This one's not a birthing person, although I'm guessing he could be. Adam Kinzinger on Meet the Press. And I, I can't stand Meet the Press, normally because, you know, we've identified what the press is. It's no coincidence that Karl Marx was a reporter. That's all they, they are pseudo intellectual collectivists selling you the same nonsense, regardless of how many times it fails, that Democrats can do anything and are right about anything. And what happens is, in order to get on there, if you're not officially part of the American Communist Party, the Democrats, you have to be the kind of Republican that plays into their hand, in which they can point to and say, see, even this Neanderthal Republican, even this dummy, agrees with us on this and whatever that is, whether it's eco-Nazism or free college or whatever it is. They're useful idiots and they adapt. But yet they all seem to have one very big strength. The never Trumpers, the useful idiot, the corporatist scum Republicans. They all seem to really cash in on government failure. They all seem to be part and, and they all have their little unique area. Now, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, which, by the way, 
in an arm wrestling match. I got 50 on Liz. I don't know about you people. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney both really cash in on the military-industrial complex. They really, really love to have that system up and running. And to me, that was always the big contention with Trump. And during his, um, his, his real propaganda run on uh, the useful idiots, Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, who, by the way, I mean, I, I don't know what is going on with that hair, but just admit it, baby. I mean, I'm thinning, too, but at a certain point, you got to just go Michael Jordan. Just get it out of the way because it's distracting from your broader point. And your broader point is what all Marxist broader point is. They have to rewrite history to steal the future. They have to convince you to not believe your lying eyes, but believe their interpretation of exactly what you saw happen. Welcome back. January 6th, like September 11th or December 7th, is a date that immediately communicates. So the Twin Towers and Pearl Harbor, January 6th, is like that. That's what this idiot who's losing his hair like his neck was on fire. That's what this idiot wants you to believe. It's the horror of that single day. Horror. But since then, many Republican members of Congress have tried to rewrite history, denying there was a riot at the Capitol, some denying the violence by pro-Trump insurrectionists, some denying that somehow former President Trump didn't incite the riot. While Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger is not one of those Republicans. In fact, he says the vast majority of his Republican colleagues do believe the former president did incite the riot, but have remained silent simply to keep their jobs. Now, this is the part I want to stop him at. The vast majority of his colleagues, which means that the Republicans sitting in Congress, regardless of what they're telling their constituents, are are meeting together and they're not blaming who's really at fault, which is the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police are at fault. Yet, as all other police departments are shrinking, all other police departments are having their budgets slashed, the Capitol Police are growing. In fact, I flew right back down to Florida. I don't hide anything from my people. Flew right back down to Florida. Couldn't get the hell out of there fast enough. Came back down here not only to do business, but I came back down here because there's a, there's a fight going on down here. And that fight in Florida is the Capitol Police are opening up an office. Now, the Capitol Police are very interesting to me. Did you know they are the only law enforcement agency, the only one that does not have to disclose information a Freedom of Information Act. They, they don't, they're not under it. They can hide every single thing from you, which is why the shooting of Ashley Babbitt is so just shut up and we'll tell you what happened. Rather than showing us exactly what happened, having the officer testify, I want to know everything about that. But now they got a Republican to go along and believe their BS. And it's only fitting, as far as I'm concerned, that it should be an Illinois Republican, which is really a Democrat. Congressman Kinzinger joins me now. Congressman, before I get to January 6th, you're a veteran of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, not just uh, as a member of Congress dealing with it. You were there. Uh, I want to ask you about the headline in The Economist, basically calling it a crushing defeat. Do you agree or disagree with that headline? No, I agree. It's a crushing defeat. You know, uh, the Taliban always had a saying. They said the U.S. America. By the way, if this is a crushing defeat, and I, I, I actually think to a certain extent he's right. It's a defeat not of our military, not of the boys that actually did the fighting. It's a defeat of the politicians, the frauds. Did they ever really declare it as a war? It's a defeat of Congress. That's what it's a defeat of. It's a defeat of the people in charge. But what do they always do? They use the soldier as a shield, as they always do, to hide from their decisions, so-called decisions, But moreover, what they're really hiding from is their corruption. I'd like to know what's in the coffers of Adam Kinzinger. I mean, you could look it up. He raises $2.2 million in, what, four or five months. That's that's what he's raised from his uh, campaign contributions. He also has a PAC against Trump that has another $1.1 in a million. Who's the company's giving him money? Because I guarantee you these aren't citizens. I know a few people who live in Kinzinger's district. Does anybody give him more than $5? He's a political whore to the 10th degree. And in Illinois, he's safe as could be. It has the watches, but we have the time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the American people for sticking by this mission for 20 years. Yeah. We actually needed to do it longer. We still have troops in Kosovo. Um, but unfortunately, it, it worked. The Taliban have outlasted the will of the United States. It was not a hot war, really. It was basically a peacekeeping operation. And we may have to go back now. It is a crushing defeat. And uh, I'm really sad about it, honestly. Um, it, it is 
it, what do you think is going to end up? I mean, is this look at Bagram Air Base? Do you think we're more likely to occupy Bagram or have to somehow attack it because our enemies have taken it over? Yeah. Not only that, you're going to have to fight the Taliban who are armed with our weapons. So when we do go back, and Adam, for, for one minute, he actually told the truth. You're definitely going to go back sooner or later, especially when you have warmongering, war-profiteering, congressional political whores like Adam Kinzinger and his ilk, who can't wait to have the opportunity to send more money, because they know it goes real good with lobbying when there's wartime, as soon as they can. And as to the fact that now the enemy has our weapons, well, I guess that's no different than when politicians like Joe Biden just armed armed them to pretend to fight the Russians. Oh, I do think it's quite likely we're going to have to either when we return to Afghanistan because, you know, of the existential threat to us or our allies, reoccupy Bagram, hey. or we may have to bomb it uh, if there's some kind of an air mission. Uh, it's sad. And again, I think I think the big thing is this. We had set out. Look, I, I wish it would have been a lot shorter of a mission, shorter of a time. But we set out so that the Afghan government could defend itself. And we only had twenty five hundred troops there, five thousand NATO troops. And the Afghanistan government was doing ninety eight percent of the fighting against the. You notice how they always leave out Blackwater, you know, that mercenary operation that has a trillion dollar contract with america taliban um it's no wonder they're collapsing when the u.s says we're gone um but it was really a small price to pay for frankly holding off the inevitable bad that unfortunately we're going to see all right i want to turn to january 6 i think it's safe to say on january 7th um, that, that a majority uh of people even in congress of republicans in congress said okay this was going to be the turning point this was going to be the moment that that republicans realized trumpism is a virus inside the Republican Party that needs to be eradicated. Here we are six months and four days, five days later, and boy, and, and let me read you this headline in Oklahoma. This is a censure resolution in Oklahoma, not for people that in, voted to impeach like you did. This resolution is to censure Senators James Langford and Jim Inhofe for failure to delay the certification of fraudulent electoral votes in the 2020 presidential election. That's the actual wording in this county Republican Party. And, and just so you think I'm not picking on one county in Oklahoma, the actual chair of the Republican Party has endorsed a primary challenger to James Langford over this issue. Senator, They are so afraid. They are so afraid that the voters are actually going to stand up for what their own opinion is. What they saw, both on Election Day and January 6th, they are so afraid you're not going to buy their spin, their absolute fraud and twisting reality of what happened in both the election and on January 6th that they don't know what to do. So they're going to bring on these spin doctors, these saboteurs pretending to be Republican, to agree with them. They are going to browbeat you, so they hope that one day you will be afraid of voicing your opinion. Do you see a pattern here? And that works on every single topic that these political whores, these children like Adam Kinzinger, even though some of them are 80 and pretend to be the president, these people who have never done anything or stand for anything in the real world, just continue to have one lie on top of the other lie on top of the other lie, and in the meantime profit from it. This entire system is bastardized and corrupted, and we need to change it now, right now, not later. And that's what they're afraid of. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Carry on my wayward son. know. There'll be peace Johnny when Rockets. you are done. So there's a lot of topics to take on, right? The vaccine mandate is around the corner. It's coming. It's happening in Europe. Obviously, this fascistic dimwit in diapers is friendly to it. It's going to come. You're going to see the lockdown part two definitely going to happen again. So the, why did I take this topic? Because I want you to see who is supposed to be pushing back against it. We know what the Democrats are. They are Marxist, socialist, fascist, every policy, force, force, force. It's all they know how to do. Lie, cheat, and steal. They are a mafia, the Marxist mafia. There's no question about it. But who's supposed to fight back for us? Are these idiots, the Adam Kinzingers, the Liz Cheney's, transgendering though she may be, all of it. 
they are all supposed to be the ones to fight back for us. But listen to them. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think that's a choice. No matter how a primary comes out, I know that I will have put it all on the table and done the right thing. Um, and that's a choice for the Republican Party to make because it's not going to be people like me or some you know, Oklahoma state committee men. It's going to be the people that go and vote in these primaries. And if you if if our party decides that, you know, covid vaccine hesitancy or covid denialism or January 6 was BLM and Antifa. But yet we don't want to investigate it because none of that makes sense. If we want to be that as a party, that's the choice the party can make. You will never be a national party again. And the American people will find something different to replace you because this is unsustainable. But I'm going to. So you could agree with him. You can agree with the tagline. You can agree with the propaganda. You can agree to rewrite history and deny what you know in your lying eyes. Or you can be insignificant. That's how you know it's a beautiful, thought-out, talking-point-heavy scam. It's a grift. It is a con. And this lowlife, who's done nothing in his life, is profiting to it to a tune you'll never really know. Because nobody knows where their money is. As the Capitol Police, which is their police force, is expanding its strength to squash any kind of resistance. That's exactly what's going on. How do we in this country, we have a police department that only works for Congress and we can't find out any of the internal orders, any of the internal operations. We cannot even see what exactly happened and get the tapes, the the, the tapes they all wear. They all wear the cameras on their chest. I want to see what happened. No. And you think that, that that this is not the Fourth Reich? That's exactly what it is. Terry in his car. Oh, Sean, it's a pleasure to speak with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I happen to, you know, be in Adam Kinzinger's district, and I don't ever remember him having any roundtables with his uh, voters. I don't remember him asking for any of my input. And... Uh, I think he's a disgrace. Terry, you just I heard him. Know he knows more. better. He knows he knows better than you do. If you here here's your choices with a, with a representative like Adam Kinzinger. You can either agree with him or be wrong. Those are your choices, well, Terry. So it's just an assumption that you and your wife and your kids and everybody who lives in his district, you just agree with him because after all, he's a Republican and you say you are. And that's those are your limited I am, choices. I'm definitely Republican and I want to find out more about the young lady who's uh going to put up a uh, a challenge to him because I want to at least uh, give her a few dollars to help her make that happen. And that's what they're afraid of. And that's why, Terry, I'm going to tell you what, you're voting against him. I don't care who you, you do. Betcha. Vote against him because what he's hoping is that lesser of two evils BS that puts gypsies and scumbags like this con man in there. That's what he's hoping for. Thank you, Terry, for well, the call. I appreciate it. I just found out it was the insect doctors that said they, they're going to rename the gypsy moth and the uh, and the uh, I think it's the gypsy cricket because gypsy now is is uh, it's passe. It's 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 a slander. It's, it's sure it's seven thousand years old. Sure it is. But don't worry about it now. It's uh it's racist to say that. Uh huh. What, what about it? Can I still say I got gypped? I don't know if I can, because every time a Republican opens his mouth, I get gypped. Paul Lincolnwood. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi. You talking to me? I'm talking to you, babe. All right, thanks. I didn't know why I said I was in Lincolnwood, but anyway, I'm calling from my car. Okay. I appreciate you taking my call. I was wondering, I was listening to this, and just my blood pressure is going up. Uh, two things. Uh, one, I hope you'll get James Martyr on your show. He's running against Kinzinger. He had the foresight to uh, primary him, I think, in 2018. And he's endorsed by some really serious people. Trevor Loudon, who's kind of a premier socialist, communist fighter. Uh, Claire Lopez. And it, it, what made me think of him was Michelle Bachman endorsed him last time. I think she can't because she's dean of a university now. But she was at the Capitol on January 6th. And I heard her firsthand account. And she was just amazed to watch our government allow itself to be locked in a room by the Capitol Police Force. And I remember the other very noteworthy thing that I saw was an aide walked in as I watched the proceedings to Nancy Pelosi and said, Nancy, the protesters are here. And she calmly said, okay. And then everyone was shuffled off into that room. Paul, I totally agree with you. I totally thank you. And by the way, Paul, excellent voice. I totally agree with you. And I'm very disgusted also. The FBI had a warning days before. 
and they did nothing. This is their failure, yet once again they profit. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. So, you know, as a fan and a fill-in host, I, uh, I love this cigar night. And I even gave Dennis Prager a cigar at one of the cigar nights. Well, guess what? Dennis Prager is returning to Chicago for a cigar night on August 19th. Again, the VIP tickets are already gone. So tickets are selling fast. You, you don't want to wait to get yours. Join Dennis Prager, myself, and Dan Proft in his Pee Wee Herman costume for an evening of good company, great conversation, fine cigars, presented by BBQAuthority.com. It's happening at the Humidor Cigar Lounge in Lyle. Big place. I actually know Sam. He's a wonderful guy. Um, with each ticket purchased, you're going to receive complimentary cigar and appetizers. And uh, for the Amish Texer, he's going to make out on that. He's a big, fat guy. So purchase your ticket today and join us. Go to 560theanswer.com slash cigar. That's 560theanswer.com slash cigar. Sponsored in part by SAE Group. And now, I just... Uh, I want you to hear a little bit more, and then I'm going to take your calls, especially Dave, Eduardo. Hang on. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think that's a choice. No matter how a primary comes out, I know that I will have put it all on the table and done the right thing. Um, and that's a choice for the Republican Party to make because it's not going to be. The Republican Party, i.e. the citizens of Illinois, better make the right choice. Because you give this fraud, this political whore, two more years. Not only are we going back to Afghanistan, because we are, absolutely, when you have so-called representatives like this. But that money-printing machine will be right back on. And he's, he's not looking to represent the constituents. He's looking to get as rich as Pelosi. That's the only thing that these politicians on the so-called other side of the aisle really aspire to be. All right, Dave in Downers Grove. I took you even though you were hey, off topic, but it's a very good point, brother. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, the good thing about them lying about everything is they're exposing their lies to more and more people that start to realize, just like the new one where they're dying, uh, the Cuban uprising protest, uh-huh. the COVID, when it has nothing to do with COVID. It, they're, they're sick and tired of having shortages of food, medicine, and living under a communist regime. But they need to lie and say it was, it's about COVID. They could give a rip about COVID. They want to stop being beaten, raped, robbed, and treated like slaves under the communist regime that should have been knocked out five decades ago. Yet our American Democrats have more in common with the Castro brothers than they do with the citizens that long to be free. Thank you, Dave. It's an excellent point. It's a topic that's very near and dear to me, and we are going to spend from 6.30 to 7 discussing it. Eduardo in Midway. Yeah, Sean. Well, I'm glad you didn't run into uh, Tiny Dancer because I heard uh, down the dial that he was at the uh, smoke out on uh, the weekend. No, I just went to the Venetian night. I, I have to tell you, um, there was a prominent older man there who is a Democrat who I um, don't know and met for the very first time. And as a man, I liked him. And his name was Jesse White. I thought he was a nice man. I think um, he's more of the old-fashioned Democrat who simply has been caught up in the new Marxist takeover. At least I'd like to think that. I thought that the people that work for him, in particular his security, were wonderful guys. And, um, you know, I was civil. But um, I'm glad it wasn't Rahm Emanuel because I would not have been. Because I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't feel that Jesse White is on the caliber of Marxist mafia capo in the way in which the more prominent Democrats are in the city of Chicago. I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but uh, that's the way it went down. I like Anthony Beal. Maybe you could get Anthony Beal on one time. What's that? Anthony Alderman Beal. Anthony Beal. I didn't see him either. I didn't see him. I, if he was there, I didn't notice him. But I promised my father-in-law I'd be civil, Eduardo. He made me promise. You know, he's a part of that organization. He didn't want to hear. I got dragged to the Hooskow. Although I told him my bail's like 10 bucks. I think. I don't know if that supplies for me or just if I shoot somebody in a drive-by, I couldn't figure it out. But go ahead. Just call it because uh, they were saying to, oh, yeah, this has to do with COVID as far as what's going down in Cuba. But no, these people want liberty. They don't want to be uh, dealing with this stuff. And even... In Europe, they were protesting the COVID restrictions last year. Where have these people been in the media? They're not going to put up with any more lockdowns. The people Let are protesting the mandates. 
They're they're literally yeah. protesting. Let them try and lock down again. You watch. I can't wait to the fall. Oh, absolutely. Now, Eduardo, they're, they're, the people of Europe are protesting the mandates, and our media, along with Pravda, the socialist medias around the world, are spinning what they're protesting about. It is, it is, it is, it is more than Orwellian. It is the collapse of a free society. It is the collapse of America, and we're living in it real time. Thank you so much, Eduardo. I so appreciate the call. Uh, let me go to Greg in Lagrange. What's up, Greg? Hey. So just on the, on, the, on the news break, Johnson & Johnson has announced that they're going to come out with another warning on the label of their, their shot. Yeah, take it if you're an the idiot. The thing is, it's unbelievable <laughs> that they're going to try and mandate this stuff. And it's, it's, it's all in your face. You know as well as I do that this stuff, it takes time to find out the efficacy and the safety of this stuff. And what they're doing is short of it's it's terrible. It's ter- it's well, they're squashing the information of the people who are having reaction to it, so much so that a senator, an American senator, had a news conference that received very little, very little coverage. And it's it's really, that's how you know it's a fraud, Greg. And Greg, I, you know, you spurred me. You talked about it, and I, I was going to talk about the other thing, but here. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson says he does recognize that the vaccine is saving lives, but in his eyes, the CDC and other health officials aren't being fully transparent when it comes to the adverse reactions people can experience after getting the shot. I think the American public should be able to have informed consent when deciding whether or not to take a experimental vaccine one way or the other now that's a republican that's what a republican is supposed to sound like we have rights we should have the right to come to our own conclusion on all of these topics yet shove it down our throat lie about what we're actually watching whether it's the capital riots whether it's the economy and the debt and the manipulation of 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 really of a life they are taking over the american life it is preposterous to me that this is going unsaid. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. Uh, going back to Adam Kinzinger, uh, he's just a wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, that's what he is. He needs to put a D in, in back of his name and just call it a day. The guy's an idiot. Out of all of the out of all the politicians who rode that, that Tea Party wave, how many of them stayed true to the principles? Is it 10%? It's, it's, it's astonishing to me. It's astonishing to me. And and I wouldn't even, uh, you know, he's a Democrat if you think of the Democrats the way you did in the 70s. What he is is a pro-collectivist, a pro-government control. And what he should be fighting against is the Capitol Police Department, who has a complete anonymity and complete secrecy. How did this law pass and why do so few Republicans who are elected after the Tea Party, why are they allowing this group to operate in the shadows of America, the, the American KGB? It's outrageous. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. I cannot wait to see the results of the Kinzinger election. I mean, I told you when I made my conclusion that Illinois was on a trajectory that never could be saved was when um, Jeannie Ives lost the primary challenge to Bruce Rauner. So what came after that? I just figured that's just the, the normal trajectory of the kind of voting habits and decisions the Illinois voter makes. And for the quality of, of the, my future and my kids, I, we have to make some, some drastic decisions. And I think that it's obvious to do that. Because once the voting public is so corrupted that they cannot see what they're doing to not only themselves but to everyone else, and for some reason, we were still at a question as to what happens when Democrats rule things and Republicans go along to get along. I mean, pick a Democrat sewer. New York, New Jersey, Illinois, and among California, the greatest state in the damn country, the greatest bar none. Look what you've done to it. It's preposterous. And yet I'm being talked down to by these children. That's when you got to just go figure out where the most conservative area you can afford to go to and go to it. Bob and Schaumburg. Yeah, how you doing there, Sean? Listen, I was just wondering, you remember when Chuck Schumer said, you're going to pay for this? I can't remember what it was. And this is payback. 
and I never heard of it anybody. It was to the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, right. You're, this is, and this is payback. This is payback. Well, it, it, they tend to rule a certain way when they're in power. You know, I call it feudalism. But it's really, you know, if feudalism is the outcome, you, 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 it turns citizens into slaves, where you're not only mortgaged to one citizen over the other, the government's preferred citizen, but where you have no opportunity to really work out from under it. The good news is um, you, can, you can somehow get out from under it. We're just going to have to wait the three years and seven months, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you, Bob. I do remember that. And when a mafia member threatens you, pay attention. It's coming for you. Does President Biden agree with Dr. Fauci that at the local level there should be more vaccine mandates? Well, I don't have the full context of Dr. Fauci's comments in front of me, but I will say that... I do have it. Oh, go ahead. Let's hear it. He said... I've been of this opinion, and I remain of that opinion, that I do believe at the local level, Jake, there should be more mandates. There really should be. We're talking about a life and death situation. We've lost 600,000 Americans already. 600,000 Americans out of a country of 340 million. We don't know the status of those 600,000. We do know when you turn on the TV and you look at a crowd, everybody looks to be fat and very unhealthy to me. Yet, we are going to mandate... People, we are going to take away the freedom over the choices of their body in the name of others. In a country that is built on the individual unalienable rights of the citizens. Really? How the hell did this happen? How did it happen? Congratulations, we're just like everybody else. Tom in Blue Island. John, how are you? Uh, this January 6th thing, and, the, and you, you know, you played Todd in that knucklehead Kinziger. The hyperbole involved in this, this this looks like a government operation. Now, I know these people that went in were knuckleheads. They were fired up. They feel they got their election stolen from them. But I'm really of the belief this was set up from the inside and the outside. These people were cajoled. You start a couple fights in, in front. You and I are both kind of I don't know. Here's the thing, Tom. I don't know. I wouldn't say... When you say government operation, you know, I'm, I'm thinking other things, right? I, don't, I wouldn't call it an operation. This is a government capitalization. They're capitalizing on this. They're capitalized on this, and they're going to now take a bad situation. They're going to make it worse in your, in your mind, and their solution to it will be not only more government control, of which it will be, it will be anti-American answers such as the Capitol Police, which can never be, have, its, have its actions audited or be overseen by anybody, now opening up branch offices throughout the country. This is truly what the KGB was. How do you have a police force that answers to, to not the public? At the same time, you have police being attacked all around the country, and they're, they're shrinking, and yet this secret police is growing. So they're capitalized on it. Thank you, Tom, for the call. That's what totalitarian fascistic governments like Cuba does. See, they had Cuban police departments all over. They would go door-to-door, too, if they thought you didn't like the government or you smoke up against it. They would do the same thing. So we are now mimicking the Cuban government rather than listening to the people who were ruled under that. As we pretend to have a capitalist in the White House, pretend to have liberty, yet no one can find a Democrat politician that speaks of liberty and freedom. Find one. It was just an election cycle. Find one in their campaign that talk about freedom, your, your individual rights, your liberty. You cannot. Because as of 30 years ago, the American Democrat has become the European Marxist. End of story. Communist. You want to get, you want to get, uh, uh, we'll get intellectual for Kinzinger. Maybe they're Trotskyites. Or are they Leninists? Beware the Stalinists. You know, he killed 80 million people. He was just warming up. But it was always for the same spiel that the Democrats have. Take a real look at the Soviet Constitution in 1936. And then listen to a Democrat politician in 2021. So scary times, boys and girls. I've got an excellent guest from Cato, and we're going to talk about how outrageous it is the American government would agree on taxing citizens to the European Soviet model. We'll be back after this. From the 
streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so Never had a job. Not only demand trillions upon trillions and blow through it and have no understanding of the devastation they've done to the future is one thing. To hear them discuss taxing people and taxing corporation corporations is so most, so so aggravating. I can't take it. There is no such thing as corporate tax. Those costs are passed on to the consumer. It's a tax on the people who can afford it the least. I don't know how anyone doesn't understand that, yet here we are. We call them Democrats. I read an article in Cato, which is a website I love to go to. Chris Edwards is the director of tax policy studies. He's an editor of downsizinggovernment.org. He wrote an article on maybe it's not such a good idea. We keep following communist countries around on their policies. I wanted to welcome Chris to the show. Thank you, Chris, for joining me. How are you? I'm good, good. Thanks for having me. So should we be nervous when we uh, can have the um, the communist Chinese say, yes, I think it's a very good idea to tax your your uh, corporations at this level? Yeah, you're, you're right. There's a sovereignty issue here. Um, you know, Janet Yellen is we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot here by by giving into these you know, to high tax European countries who want to reduce America's competitiveness. It makes no sense. The thing that really drives me nuts is that Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, keeps saying there's this rate corporate race to the bottom, a corporate tax race to the bottom. And, you know, the, this is quoted, she's quoted right on the front of the Wall Street Journal today. And the Wall Street Journal should know better. That is a BS point. It is not true. Yes, corporate tax rates have fallen in recent decades, which is a good thing because it's made economies more efficient, provided for more corporate investment. But I, as I've shown at Cato.org, if you look at the 20 biggest industrial countries in Europe, United States, etc., corporate tax revenues have actually soared since the rates started going down since the 80s. Why? Because if you have lower corporate rates, corporations cheat less, they invest more, you know, they evade and avoid more uh, or less, and so they report more income to the government. It is a win-win. And so for Yellen to keep saying there's this race to the bottom as if governments are short of money, it just is not true. It's scary to me how easy it is to manipulate the citizens to light the torches and chase the monster out of the castle without having any understanding of exactly what they're doing. Now, what you've stated is not an opinion. It is a historical fact. And we know this as we knew this prior to getting Reagan elected. After we turned away from the idea of exactly what is money and someone's property. And now we use these words that we hide up hide behind or we're watching what I think is a Marxist takeover of America or collectivist uh, control of society and business, as it were, and a backdoor really kind of turning us into a Soviet system. Why is it that you think so many citizens are susceptible to this obvious lie? Yeah, you know, one what to drill on one in on one of your points here. The fact corporate the corporations are just shells. If you if they the government uses them as collectors of taxes, but those the burden of those taxes ultimately lands on consumers or workers uh, for corporations or the shareholders. And actually, there's academic research on this, and it finds that about half of the burden lands on shareholders, half on workers on uh, workers these days. So th- this is, I-, I think it's undemocratic, actually, to raise the hundreds of billions of dollars as we do uh, on corporations because it's a big burden of government that the politicians are hiding from the people. I think taxation should be direct and honest. If, if people like Janet Yellen and uh, President Biden want a big government, they should impose taxes directly on people in a visible manner so that people can see what the cost of government is. But the per- purpose of corporate taxes is to hide the burden, and I think that's undemocratic. Now, you are, are, are very savvy in exactly what's happening. I always say debt is not, it's not real. 
It's not the way we citizens and individuals think of debt. Debt is merely a promise of future taxation. It's really quite that simple. They have to get that money somehow and some way. Yet so many people are cheering for more of this debt and more of this government kind of takeover of every aspect of of private business and entrepreneurs, everything from negotiating what they pay their citizens to now using this word tax rather than what it really is to me. And that's an extortion mechanism. And now they have the debt. They continue to accumulate it. All they need to do is, is, is jigger society to get them to think that there are bad corporations out there who are stealing their own money. And how can we articulate a change in this mindset of the American citizen? Well, one way that I, say I think people should think about it is that everyone knows that monopolies are bad. Look, both liberal and conservative and libertarian economists agree that monopolies are bad. Um, we don't like, you know, because they become bloated and inefficient. Well, governments at core are they are monopolies, exactly. and but one of the ways we we have to check a government monopolies is that money and businesses and individuals can move from one jurisdiction to another. Of course, we have to some extent limited competition between the U.S. states, but internationally, you know, um, capital flows across borders, and that's a good thing because it helps check the bloated, inefficient government monopolies. And so, what what the Biden administration is trying to do they don't like politicians don't like that of course they like that they like to have secure monopolies and so janet yellen is doing uh what opec tries to do with oil they try to create this oligopoly between countries to prevent this competition so that's the way to think about this if, if everyone knows monopolies are bad well that's what janet yellen and the biden administration want to do with global taxation as i look at the g7 canada socialist france socialist germany if, I, if I'm generous, it's a hybrid socialist country. Japan, I guess you could say they have a market system. I know they did it one time, but they're, they, they've destroyed their own currency through very similar policies that we are following now. And the United Kingdom, ridiculous socialist run by a queen with a big derriere. Why is it that we have so many politicians in this country, the youngest yet the richest in the shortest amount of time, is it that they've never had a job or that they can't pass an Econ 101 class? Why are so many American politicians turning over our tax policies to failed countries like the G7? Uh, it, it is remarkable. I guess it's because the federal government has been able to spend so much money uh, and borrow so much money so that people don't feel uh, the pain. But, you know, in the long run, there will be some sort of big financial and economic crash. We can't keep borrowing. I mean, this year, the government's spending around $6 trillion and borrowing about $3 trillion of that. So that's like... Someone, someone who earns thirty thousand a year uh, in his job, you know, going out and spending sixty thousand and putting thirty thousand on credit cards, it doesn't make any sense. It does. It's not. It's not going to last. There will be some sort of big crash down the road. Um, it's really sad and tragic um, the way both parties are so irresponsible in Washington. Uh, you know, I would especially blame the Republicans though, because they all they always claim that they're the res- fiscally responsible party, and yet it doesn't with them are going out and, and, you know, getting together with the Biden administration on spending another trillion dollars on so-called infrastructure. So uh, it's it's really sad. Uh, and and unfo- unfortunately, it's starting to look like it's just going to it's going to have to end in some sort of big crash or some sort of big crisis that, uh, you know, w- wakes people up a little. You know, I'm, I, I always felt that way. I'm an old trader and i remember in the 80s when we had the crash of 87 and i remember when government refused refused to get into the the idea that that they could pick private winners and private losers 2008 the dumbest thing i ever heard was we have to break the rules of capitalism to save it that was supposed that was sold to 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 numerous to millions of people who who rejected it as a one-time deal now, that's now part of our budget, where we are underwriting specific companies to strictly buy both corporate debt, the repo market, and in some cases, the stock market. How is this constitutional, and why does the person, the average earning citizen, have to underwrite what I think is the, is the 
socialization of our very stock market and the principles that of, of our bond market. How is this even legal? You want to know one of the bizarre, the most bizarre things about what the Biden administration is proposing? The Biden administration has proposed the largest corporate subsidies uh, ever, hundreds of billions of dollars they are promising to give to electric car companies, to electric utilities, to broadband companies, and on and on and on. Vast hundreds of billions of corporate subsidies. You know, if the Republicans have done that, the, the, uh, it, put it this way, for years we've heard people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders complain about corporate giveaways. Well, that, that's, a, that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing in, at unprecedented uh, levels. At the same time, they want to hike corporate taxes. So it's this giant circular flow of money from big corporations to Washington, and then Washington dishes it out to the politically favored corporations who do the most lobbying. It's... Um, it's really appalling what is going on. I'd like to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a lot more media scrutiny of this, the corporate subsidies that are being proposed in Washington. It's really unprecedented. Never forget Karl Marx was a reporter. We now have what it seems customary is that bureaucracies specifically designated to collect taxes are being weaponized and politicized. ProPublica releases... Um, so-called uh, um, heads of, of corporations that pay no taxes. Yet, the way in which they've structured, they've broken no law. They've manipulated a system that was created long before they even had the corporations. The fact that they have these, these cutouts, which are really, when you think about them, they make sense because they are really cutouts of reinvestment. You take a company like Amazon and a guy like Bezos. 21 years, Amazon didn't make a dollar. So what taxes were there to pay? in essence, under a system that promotes, rightfully so, the reinvestment into the company. And under this new tax policy, isn't he threatening and in this policy to take away the, the, uh, the benefit of reinvesting in growth of a company? That ProPublica article was extraordinary, extraordinarily irresponsible. They are inside, the tax records were apparently stolen by an IRS employee, and that is a theft. There's criminal penalties. Uh, it, it, ProPublica Pro Pro has encouraged that activity. And one can imagine this is a slippery slope, and it'll get worse and worse in the future. The two political parties will, will selectively start leaking tax returns of uh you know, other politicians, uh, you know, imagine there's going to be an incentive now for IRS employees to steal tax returns of, say, celebrities or famous uh, famous people, maybe, uh, you know, radio talk show hosts, and, and use it and sell it to, you know, the tabloid newspapers and that sort of stuff. It is a terrible, dangerous path we're going down if people start selectively leaking tax returns, uh, of whether it's rich people or Hollywood celebrities or whoever it is. Uh, that said, the data that ProPublica published was, was frankly, it was very, very misleading. The IRS itself publishes tax data for the very top tier, the top point zero zero one percent of taxpayers. You know, they, they, they aggregate it all together, but that very small group of 1,400 taxpayers, the IRS itself said they pay an average tax rate of 23%. So that includes all the Bezoses and Bill Gates and all those folks. The IRS says they pay 23%, which is much higher than the rate on the middle class, which is around 6%. So ProPublica, they, they're irresponsible in, in um, publishing the stolen data. And secondly, they're selectively reporting what they found out to make it seem like a lot of rich people don't pay tax. And that is not true. Chris, and, and I'm gonna, this is our last question. I've got to let you go. In your opinion, are there enough people in this country that make up a voting block that are savvy enough to understand they're being manipulated through words and that they will somehow hold on to capitalism? Or, in your opinion, will they vote capitalism away? I think the one one thing that in, in a way is encouraging is that, you know, the Biden, the Democrats, and to some extent some Republicans want giant government, uh, European-sized government. If you look at Europe, the, Europe um, finances is much bigger governments, not by income taxes, not by taxes on rich people. In fact, we have more, so we have a higher 
so-called progressive uh, income tax system than most European countries, they finance their giant governments with an average of a 20% value-added tax or VAT or sales tax, whatever you want to call it, across basically all goods. You know, you buy any any good or service in Europe, you're nailed with a 20% tax, which hits the middle class hard. That's how they finance their big government. And so while Biden is promising he's only going to hit rich people, the reality of this is that this giant spending will ultimately force the politicians to try to impose a vast middle-class tax like a VAT, and hopefully then people will wake up and start pushing back. Chris, I've so enjoyed it, as I enjoy your articles. He is Chris Edwards, Director of Tax Policy Studies and the editor of DownsizingGovernment.org. Please keep an eye out. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a lot, man. All right, we'll be back with your calls. I want to ask you that. How long before a VAT tax will be added, in your opinion? Will they wait before the primaries or or the uh, 22 elections, or will they do it um, after? 312-642-5600 when I get back. The notion that the government has picked and chosen not just companies, but entire industries. And that the eco-Nazis have have really taken control of Congress. And that this entire industry that cannot profit, has no demand, is going to be underwritten. By the people who can afford it the least, the working people. That's who's going to pay the bulk of this manipulation of the economy, this feudalnomics, as I call it, because that's what it is. It turns you into a slave. That's why I fight against debt. Not just because the entities that you're being taxed to already pay for infrastructure repair just squandered the money. We call them counties and states, municipalities. But because what has happened is... They have managed to create a system of virtue and tax indiscriminately based on their own failures called debt. And there is nothing that we can do to change the course of this. The numbers continue to get bigger. The outrage continues to become more phony. It's a faux outrage. Nobody's really upset. This was my biggest argument with shutting down the economy. Who in the hell is the government, A to shut down everyone and put them under house arrest. And this is when Trump was in office. But to just print up money and fake the velocity of an economy? Because if you can do that, then it never has to be real. What this government spends is not real. It is not bound by reality. We know what the answer is. The answer is you. The answer is capitalism. But we are now having this argument of which... Which kind of dictate and, t- and tyranny are you most comfortable with? The whole damn system is broken. It's not capitalist. It's not property rights. It's not taxes anymore. It's extortion. It's extortion. There's a reason that a progressive tax system was the number two bl- plank in the Communist Manifesto. Rich, Niles. Uh, yeah, and I just wanted to point out that if you go to buy food in, in Niles, it's two and a quarter percent. It went up. From one and a quarter percent to two and a quarter percent with the flick of a switch. And if you want to buy shoes, socks, a bucket of paint, or a stove, or a refrigerator, it's ten and a quarter percent. And if you go to a restaurant, it's ten and a quarter percent. And if you buy food that's been pre-prepared at a, at a store, like a chicken or roasted chicken, it's ten and a quarter percent. I don't know what you'd call that, but you can call it uh, value-added tax or not, but it's been around for decades now, and nobody seems to complain about it. I don't understand. I call it extortion, Rich. I call it extortion. As I sat in that restaurant this weekend, thank you for the call, Rich. As I sat in the restaurant this weekend, and I watched all of the people working, all of the people trying to serve the people, and I thought to myself, here's a government that makes 21% from the city to the county to the state in doing absolutely nothing but extorting the people who have the audacity to be in business. That is a Soviet system. I'll be back after this. Is Joe Biden, are we capitalists anymore? I remember listening to this idiot on Friday. Fair competition is why capitalism has been the world's greatest force of prosperity and growth. By the same token, fair capitalism is forced, forced 
competition, which is what Joe Biden and the government does when it underwrites entire sectors and industries and companies? Competitive economy means companies must do all they do to do everything they do to compete for workers. Brilliant. It's not competition if the government is underwriting it. It's the opposite of competition. There's no you cannot compete with a government bound by no rules. No repercussions, no reality. You know, I say all the time, this country's broke. You're broke. Most powerful country on earth. What? We, we carry a debt that's, you could collect all the money in the world. You can't pay this debt. All the real money, not the fake money that they print up. But we've learned to monetize debt, which itself is an oxymoron. It's preposterous. Pat in Lombard. Yeah, it uh, called in about our shadow senator from Illinois, uh, who's a really Dick Durbin shadow. She's up for re-election, and she hasn't helped my and my business at all over the years. As a matter of fact, I don't think she's found a tax increase, a tax bill, or regulation that she could support. And yet, because no one holds her accountable at the election box, no one adds up just how much money she's cost each and every one of us, I'm stuck. How could you, you know, I, I, I know many a business that, that goes out of business because of the choice, once they realize it, it's futile to be in business where you're paying the government in its percentage taxes more than you make for running it. I mean, you know, I, I know what the margin is on food, as we use that example of the restaurant. The, the 20% yeah, and you of the entire check goes to government. How can you stay in business? You can't. And if you have 22 major competitors in the Chicago market, maybe you have two or three in Milwaukee, you eventually start looking around and go, well, I'm beating my brains out against 22 competitors, and I'm having all the money taken away by Tammy Duckworth and her shadow, you know, the shadow well, of herself. And, 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 well, when you look at Illinois, that's why. I mean, really, Pat, when you look at Illinois, you ha- if you're not in on this scam, if you're not benefiting from this corruption, you have to get out because you're funding it. And it's a shame, but it's, it, it's, it's what the people let happen. And, um, you know, I had somebody up there that was talking about the politicians' voting records. Our reality is the reflection of their records. So the Republicans, to call them feckless, gives them too much credit. They did nothing in the destruction of Illinois. They did nothing. It's, it's truly a travesty, Pat, and I wish you the best of luck. I really do. But the hardest part about this is you could hear from Pat. I mean, I'm guessing it's hard to start over in your 50s or your 60s. We're living in a time unlike any other in this country, a time when the government used its authority to take away many businesses, virtually all, and it gave you debt as a fake assist to help, and they didn't give you the terms of the debt. That's why this conversation is important. I know it's not the uh, the uh, stylistic, sexy uh, uh, conversation where I could beat the drum about it, the latest stupid thing Joe Biden did. This is a stupid thing that's bipartisan. This is something that if we don't correct it, we cannot recover. And I do not want to wear that Soviet hat, although I think you know there are some Russians that can pull it off. Ken in Palatine. Hi, Sean. Been listening to you forever since you first started calling uh, the uh, Dan and Amy show. And I actually know a couple of people at uh, AM560 and lobbied for you to take over when the oh. uh, last guy left before Steve was there, who was good. And But you know what? You're a guy who fits right in here. And so oh, thank you, I'll Tom. get right to my appreciate question. Appreciate that. I, I do. I, I really, you're, you're a good man, and I appreciate your opinion. Here's my question. So we live in the state of Illinois. We're the center of the country for transportation, trucking, rails. We've got access to the Atlantic Ocean through the St. Lawrence Seaway. We've got big commerce, big tech down in the city. We've got agriculture. We've got 14 nuclear reactors, 14 nuclear. Why in the world am I paying one cent in taxes in Illinois? And why isn't? Why aren't we generating so much revenue that the state of Illinois is sending me a check every year like they do in the Arab Emirates for the oil reserves that they yeah. have there? Well, because, Why? you know, it's funny you say that. Did you know, Ken, at one time Illinois was a oil and coal producing state? And it's through yep. choice that we do not tap that resource. 
Uh, Which is exactly my question. It's preposterous. This is political decisions. You are in this position. Illinois is bankrupt for one simple answer. Politics. That's it. Right on. You're here because of the politics. And yet, election cycle after election cycle, who wins? Democrats. (laughs) And you cannot point to an area they run that's successful. You know, this is a staggering reality check. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I live out in Palatine where Phil Crane was our congressman for, I'm 61 years old, for ever as long as I can remember. Then uh, Melissa Bean came along and beat him, and then Joe Walsh is whatever he is came along, and now we got Sean Caston. I live out in Palatine where the people out here were were right voting conservatives, and now we vote for people like Sean Caston. It just it blows my mind that you know that they can't figure this out. We, like I said, we should be getting rebates from the state of Illinois. Sean Caston's father's got that it, green energy scam. They are going to rake it in, kid. Like oh, you yes, could never imagine. Ken, before yes, I let you sir. go, I want to thank you yep. for calling AM five sixty in the suits. It really helps. So thank you, brother. I appreciate yep, it because now I'm doing something I love. I appreciate yep, it. Glad you, you are, and I'm looking. I, we're we're going to talk to Ann Jeanette one day, and and we're going to meet, and we'll talk about that another time. But great to talk to you. Thank you. What that means is Ken wants to advertise, which I am very flattered. People want to do. I love this, and the problem is this is the only thing worth doing in Illinois is that figuring out how to fix it because Illinois has given itself and put itself in this position through choice, and it is a staggering reality. That in our country, you cannot point to a Democrat run anything that is run efficiently. It's preposterous. 312 642 I'll take your calls when I get back. Government is supposed to be bound to its failure. Yet somehow along the line, we've allowed our government to not only not be bound by its own failures, but to somehow profit from them. You want to know how our government is doing? Take a look at our actual debt, at our financial situation. Take a look at the type of communism that our politicians are promoting. It's 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 outrageous. It truly is. Jeff in Rockford. John. Yes. So I, I, I like your analogy about the taxes being extortion, but I like to look at it a little more as that it's more of a theft of my time. If I take what the government gross, grossly takes out of my check every week and divide it by my hourly, they've stole that much time out of my check every so week. So it used to be four months. It used to be April. What is it on when you do that? What is your date? Oh, I, don't, I, I haven't done it in a while, but... And, and that's not to mention my property taxes. If I take my if I take my hourly into that, they've stolen that amount of time. And then all the little quote unquote user fees. So they when they take before. that money, Jeff, you remember Solyndra? I'm just using that example because it's the one that everyone remembers. Sure. So when they take yeah. your money, taxes, and they give it to their their inside guys who lobby them and it's a company that's run out of one office doesn't exist doesn't do anything and poof the money's gone no one is prosecuted and no politician is prosecuted is that tax theft or if you trying to keep your money somehow you don't fill out something right you uh, get a car from your job let's say your employer is a prominent republican he gives you a car he gives you an apartment and he pays for your grandkids to go to um um prison i mean uh, uh, school and the answer now is that you're the tax cheat so in what analogy would you a citizen of this country call a tax cheat I guess you really are kind of being a tax cheat, but let's get everybody on board then if we're going to tax that kind of situation. When you fight, when you fight, Jeff, when you fight to keep your money, you're not a cheat, brother. You're fighting to keep your money. But but I but I could be considered being stingy. You know, they like to talk about how you're stingy if you don't want to pay your fair share. Well, I paid my fair share. And it, it's theft of my time is what it winds up. The favorite citizen of the favorite citizen of America is somebody who doesn't pay anything. That's the favorite citizen, and that's who they beat you over the head with. And there's another country that used to do that. An unprecedented display of anger and frustration in the streets of Cuba on Sunday. 
thousands of anti-government rallies in large cities and small towns across the island of 11 million people. Citizens calling for an end to the... Now, I've been to Cuba. The only way this happens is after a tremendous amount of Cubans were killed by their government. You see, Cuba doesn't have any lawyers. The only way Cuban citizens get a better house or get a better situation is by reporting on other Cubans who aren't following the government rules. So for this to actually be happening, what you're seeing, hundreds if not thousands of Cubans were already slaughtered by the Gestapo, by the communist regime. By a country, by the way, who promises all of the utopia that the Democrat, the American Democrat promises. All the same thing. Healthcare, school, housing. It's blissful, isn't it? We know how this story ends. Yet for some reason there are citizens stupid enough to vote Democrat. And there is a direct correlation between the American Democrat and the Cuban communist and the European Marxist and the old Soviets. That's why... If you can do one thing today, take a look at the 1936 Soviet Constitution and listen to Joe Biden and the American Democrats platform. There's a reason that you don't hear them speak of liberty or freedom. They didn't say it. The Castro brothers didn't espouse it either. Decades old communist dictatorship protesting the island's dire economic conditions, food shortages and the slow pace of COVID-19 vaccinations. Poppy In one cow. area of Havana, protesters clashing with police. Elsewhere, they chanted repressors at riot police. Cubans voicing anger over the repression of civil liberties and the handling of the pandemic. Amid Civil liberties and the handling of the pandemic. How many of your civil liberties were violated? Aren't your civil liberties being violated every day, specifically in Democrat-run areas? And now you've got a Democrat-run, co- really, country. This is our future. You know what that is, what you're looking at? You're looking into a crystal ball. So when you watch the news and they tell you about Cuba, recognize, when a country implements the policies of the Marxist, of the communist, this is the end. It never ends in any other way. And that's why the American Democrat must be rejected, must be voted out of office, and anybody who collaborates with them. It doesn't work. There is no utopia here on earth. It's a sad thing. But there was a country once that had an idea. It was an idea of freedom and liberty and individuality. And in the shortest period of time in world history, it became the richest and the strongest. Now, how it ends is up to you. Because what's happened in the last hundred years is you've voted away those rights and freedoms. It's time we get them back. I'll be back in 22 hours, fastest two hours, on radio. Believe in shooting stars, but she believes in shoes.